0: All right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hose guy. Yeah, not like butt drugs. We'd like to thank our uh, <laughs> sponsors, Butt Drugs and Eugenics, for another edition
1: of this fine quality program. Welcome. Welcome, yes. welcome, welcome! It's nice for you to be here and enjoy stuff that would be on the radio if it weren't so damn entertaining. It was so entertaining. radio's no place for entertainment. No, it? That's obvious. Just tune it on, and you can you can tell right away. I am not entertained. I am bored. Well, and you and, and you think we're we're kidding? But if you listen to any of your favorite local radio stations or the ones you hate um, across the country, uh, you will you will always hear somebody say, "Big news in the weather this weekend. It's going to be sunny." Go to our website to find out more. You know They, they never actually tell you the good stuff. You know? Right. We just, funniest thing Julia Roberts has ever done, l- go listen to our podcast to find out why. So it's it's never it's never good enough to put on, on the radio. radio. You have to go somewhere else oh. to hear it, and that's what this is. Yeah, we cut out the middleman. Yeah.
0: We just go straight to the good stuff right here where you get your podcast. We had a
1: whole show where it was yes. like, hey, this is a great show coming up. You can't hear it. You have to go You're listen the- to it on the podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. We would If we were actually on the radio, uh, a majority of it would be telling
0: about other stuff that isn't enough it's on the radio, yeah, that's right, yeah. It's out on the radio. So, here we go. It's Michael Molson, too good for radio podcast. We begin with archaeologists have now found what they believe to be the 10 oldest jokes in human history. The oldest jokes, yes. So, I they, there's one of them, it's five o'clock somewhere. Is, uh, that, is that on the list? I think that's on the list. Okay. Also, there's a that's what she said joke is okay. in there somewhere, but I have all 10 of them where the archaeologists think they came where they found it, what year it came oh, okay, from. Okay, cool. Okay. Number 10, a joke about a haircut from ancient Greece, 300 to 400 A.D. Asked by the court barber how he wanted his haircut, the king replied, in silence. (laughs) See, that's funny. (laughs) That seems like one of your ancient ancestors there. Uh, Here's uh, also from ancient Greece, 300 to 400 A.D., one about a donkey. Wishing to teach his donkey not to eat, a pedant did not offer him any food. When the donkey died of hunger, he said, quote, "I've had a great loss." Just when he had learned not to eat, he died. It's a thinker. Mm-hmm. That one's yeah, a thinker yeah. from uh, 304 A.D. We turn now to uh, ancient Rome for an ancient your mom joke. Oh, this good. is from between 63 B.C. to 14 A.D. So right around the time Jesus. Jesus could have used this one on somebody. Yeah. The Emperor this August- may be a joke that Jesus heard. Yeah, it very much could have. The Emperor Augustus was touring the empire when he noticed a man in the crowd who bore a striking resemblance to himself. Intrigued, he asked, was your mother at one time in service at the palace? No, your highness, the man replied, but my father was. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. you <laughs> gotcha there, yeah. Emperor. Take that, buddy. Uh, number seven, a sex joke from ancient Egypt, 30 B.C. Man is even more eager to copulate than a donkey. His purse is what restrains him. Wow, that's a that's a sick burn. It is a sick burn. Look at the look at the ancient Egyptians. Not only bearding building pyramids, but yeah. sick burns. What's that say them. about the
1: women of ancient Egypt too?
0: Yeah, uh, good question. A uh, joke that's also a riddle. Okay, from ancient Greece, four twenty nine B C. So far, these have been okay. Uh, Oedipus Tyrannus by Greek playwrights. If, man, we here's here's the actual joke itself. Question: What animal walks on four feet in the morning, two at noon, and three at evening? Four feet in the morning, two at noon, three in the evening. Mm-hmm. I give up. Man, he goes on all fours as a baby, on two feet as a man, and uses a cane in old age. That's the stupidest thing. I've that's heard. the dumb. That's like the dad joke of yeah. these things. That's not, that's, not even not even even not that's not even a joke. Not even that's, that's a joke. That, that's a and that's a terrible riddle. Yeah. Oh, get rid of that one. You know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You suck it, ancient Greece, yeah. 429 BC. Yeah, ph- you got funnier. Ph-
1: Philippidobites, yeah, ph- whatever <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah,
0: Sophocopheles, whatever. You can go suck it. Uh, number five, pun on a name from ancient Greece, 800 BC. Uh, Odysseus tells the Cyclops that his real name is nobody. When Odysseus instructs his men to attack the Cyclops, the Cyclops shouts, help, nobody is attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> and no one comes to help. Uh-huh. Another—that's another stinker. Yeah, the Greek, the Greek's was not that, so good. Was that written by Dane Cookades? <laughs> he, he stole. He was, it's Carlo Menciades. He stole it from a different guy. Uh, number four: joke about an old married couple. This is unknown from 1100 BC. All right, Jimmy Fanalopoulos, <laughs> a woman who was blind in one eye, has been married to a man for 20 years. When he found another woman, he said to her, I shall divorce you because you are said to be blind in one eye. And she answered him, have you just discovered that after 20 years of marriage? <laughs> <laughs> that thats the, <laughs> that yeah. seems like, uh, oh, what what was his name from Caddyshack 2, um, the comedian? Ralph Cramdenopoulos? Ralph Cramdenopoulos. I don't know. No, I, I can't remember. He was... Uh, He was in Caddyshack 2. I I wish I remembered who who that was. I'm sorry. My Caddyshack 2
1: reference (laughs) level was pretty limited.
0: Yeah. Uh, Number three on this list of the 10 oldest jokes uh, known to mankind from archaeologists. A joke about livestock. This comes from Sumeria in 1200 BC. Okay. Three ox drivers from Adab were thirsty. One owned the ox, the other owned the cow, and the other owned the wagon's load. The owner of the ox refused to get water because he feared his ox would be eaten by a lion. The owner of the cow refused because he thought his cow might wander off into the desert. The owner of the wagon refused because he feared his load should be would be stolen. So they all went. In their absence, the Ak made love to the cow, which gave birth to a calf, which ate the wagon's load. Problem, who owns the calf?
1: This is one of those, you had to be there. You had to be in the Sumerian desert. <laughs> To get it. You're
0: never going to believe this. So, an ox <laughs> owner, a cow owner, and a wagon load guy walk into a bar. All right. And they're looking for a watering hole, and they walk away. The ox humps the cow, the calf yes. eats the load. But the problem is, who owns the cow?
1: All right. We'll have more from Gallagheropolis after this. Carrotopolis. Yes. I like making up Greek comedian <laughs> names.
0: <laughs> Number two. Jackie Masonopolis. that's who it was. <laughs> Jackie Masonopolis was the previous hey, one. Hey, well, where's my ox now? Who I owns a know? calf? That's what I say. Who owns a calf? <laughs> Here's another sex joke from ancient Egypt, mm-hmm. 800 to 600 BC. They say the world's second oldest joke was found in the ancient Egyptian storybook known as Westcar Papyrus. Okay. It goes, How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? I don't know. I don't know. How, How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the Pharaoh to catch a fish. (laughs) Okay. And finally, the oldest of jokes. Yes. Because fart jokes are always funny. Comes to us from Sumeria, 1900 BC. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. That's all it says. That's it? That's it. How do we know it's a joke? I don't know. Apparently, fart was involved, so they thought it was a joke, because everyone loves
1: a good fart joke. Well, it could have been an old ailment that we don't know about. Oh, it very much could have been. And I'm going to take you back to uh, 15th century London, 1632. Okay. Uh, Or is that 17th century? That's 17th century London. Hmm. Um, Yeah, it's always a a century ahead, whatever, yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, 1632 London. This is from the London Department of Public Health. The list of uh, diseases and casualties in 1632. These are the things that killed people and the numbers associated with them. All right. Okay. Lay it on me. Uh, One person died from being affrighted. Afraided. They yeah. just were scared S- to death. S- scared to death. Apparently, uh, six hundred twenty-eight people died from just being old. Aged. It says. Okay. Uh, ague. Ague. Forty-three people died from ague. I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, from arguing? No, no. From just, ague? Just ague. 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 Uh, I looked it up and then I forgot what it was myself. I bid you ague. Uh, it has something. It has something to do with fever and shivering. Okay. I've got the ague. Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from me. I got the ague. I don't want to frighten you to death, but I got
1: uh, the ague. One person died from being bit by a mad dog. Three people died from bleeding. Uh, <laughs> Only three from bleeding? 348, however, died from bloody flux, <laughs> scouring, and flux. Bloody flux? Yes. By the way, great punk band. Did you ever see Bloody Flux? And uh... <laughs> They were big on the campuses, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, that's all they were. Um, bloody flux... Apparently uh, is a congestive heart failure. Okay. got a, I got a bout of the bloody flux. Uh, bruised issues, sores, and ulcers, 28. Okay. Five people died from being burnt and scalded. Nine people died from burst and rupture. They just <laughs> kablooey. <laughs> they totally spinal tap drummered. Yeah. Spontaneously combusted. Uh, Ten people died from cancer and wolf. And wolf. That that. You know what? It's bad enough... Screw that, wolf! Yeah.
0: It's bad enough you got cancer. The wolf's got to come in and attack you.
1: What a what a jackass that wolf is! Uh, it's a disease which attacks not only the breast. It sometimes assumes different names when it comes on the legs. Tis called the wolf because if left to itself, twill not quite, uh, till not quite them till it has devoured them. Oh, okay. Basically, it's cancer. Yeah, but they call it the wolf. Cancer, the wolf. What would you rather prefer? If
0: the doctor comes to you and goes, "I'm very sorry, you have cancer," or "You're being devoured by a wolf," I'm very sorry. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm very sorry,
1: (laughs) but you're gonna. You have stage four, the wolf. Uh, Eleven died just from grief. Oh, which 1632? That's. I'm surprised that's only eleven. Right, exactly. Everything Uh, sucked in 1632. Everybody's everybody's one of those Charles Dickens kids. Yes, Uh, please. 43 from John Dee's. Eight from Joffelin. Um. (laughs) Oh, that is. Uh, 74 from imposthume. Okay. 46, killed by several accidents.
0: <laughs> Not just one? Yeah. Were that, did that with like the Tom from the Tom and Jerry syndrome? <laughs> they kept stepping out, oh no, back and forth on the rakes.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, 38 people died from king's evil. Had evil king. Apparently there was a, a, a belief that if the king touched you, you'd be cured. Uh, but if it didn't work, then it was king's, king's evil. Evil,
0: Take that, you. Um,
1: Fifteen. I like. I like the way this is put. Fifteen made away themselves. Just went away. Made away themselves. I that is kind of nicer to say, isn't is it? Is what they would say suicide is. <laughs> made themselves away. Yes. Uh, eighty from me- measles. Seven were murdered. Uh, Only seven murders in sixteen thirty two. And eighty seven died from liver grown.
0: <laughs> no, no, I can't take it. This this is a terrible, uh, terrible diet they're eating. Oh, God. So,
1: I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when there was a big pandemic. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, that's right. That, that was a thing we're that happened a few around. years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was kind
1: of crazy. And uh, this is what it was like every day in uh, 1632 32. London.
0: Yeah. yeah so, it, to make sure none of this befalls you. Right. Make sure you stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, if you were to get a wolf, maybe, a, a bout of the wolf coming out mm-hmm. of nowhere... I actually have a way you can protect yourself. Do tell me. I, I do actually have, not only if a wolf were to attack, I also have how to protect yourself in case you are face-to-face with an alligator, a bear, or a shark. Where would you like to start? You
1: want to start with the wolves? Sure, yeah. They say how do you, su- what do you do for a wolf?
0: They say to survive encounters with coyotes and wolves, avoid con- cornering them, and reverse direction if necessary. One expert recommended people, quote, make noise and look large.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a bigger wolf than you yeah. are
0: nah. more than likely they're going to leave but if they don't, stand your ground and fight back if absolutely necessary, using anything within reach, like a rock or a stick to defend yourself, make yourself as large as you can, scream loudly, clap anything you do to spook it, hey, get away hey, from hey, you wolf hey, hey. All right. hey All what's right. going wolf yeah, so that's how you get rid of a wolf how about a bear, you may ask that's a great question The best way to avoid being seriously injured by a brown or black bear is to simply stay away and enjoy wildlife from a distance. That makes sense. Come on, that's not helpful. No, avoid making eye contact as well.
1: But if the beast does attack, hold your ground and appear as large as possible. Once again... Avoid eye contact seems rude. It seems like it would offend the bear. And, and you can't just look away like, mm, hey, there's, bear. There's, you're not here. What, are you flirting with that bear? Yeah, like, I don't not, know. I don't see a bear. Do you bear? see a bear?
0: I'm a bear,
1: David. Yeah, no, he. I think yeah, he would exactly. slug you for that one. Uh,
0: so it says, uh, it's not. Uh, so, but if the beast does attack, hold your ground and appear as large as possible. Make noises, clap your hands over your head, scream and yell. Wave your arms. <laughs> Wacky, inflatable arm guy. Yeah, that's uh, when the bear just do goes. Do things to try and scare
1: the bear. This guy's weird.
0: Uh, running away won't do any good, as bears can run up to 30 miles per hour, and black bears can climb trees. Black bears often bluff attack, running up to potential prey before stopping and snapping their jaws in a show of force, but fighting back can provoke the animal and make matters worse. It's a wild animal no predicting how it's going to react. If you're attacked, fight back with whatever you can. Can you bluff back? Does it work in uh, reverse? Hey, hey. Can, yeah. you fake, can you fake a punch? Be like, ugh. Uh, right.
1: uh, at some point, know. the bear's going to go. Yeah, I want no part of this guy. Yeah, exactly. He knows things. <laughs> he does. He stuff.
0: knows tricks. Yes, he knows. Get in the. You know what you do? You get in the crane kick position. Yeah. like the Karate Kid. And then because there's no there's no uh, defense, a not bear, even for a
1: bear. Yeah, a bear wipes his paws and says, "I'm
0: out. I'm out. See you later." I saw what happened to Johnny Lawrence. Not going to happen to me. Uh, for a shark attack. For starters, don't swim alone, since sharks more often attack solitary targets, and avoid wearing jewelry as a refracted light can resemble fish. Yes. Didn't realize that. And they're all (laughs) pawnbrokers. But if the worst-case scenario occurs and the attack appears imminent, stay upright in the water. Once again, you want to look large. You want to be unattractive. <laughs> so that means I'll never get attacked by a shark. That's right. So, you, uh, so one way you can be unattractive to a predator is look bigger than they are. The other thing is keep yourself vertical. Tread water while not making a lot of splashing. Mm. You can Ver- talk like Fran
1: Drescher, too. That'll keep them. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: if the shark still appears ready to bite, wrapping them on top of the head is the best last-ditch defense. With what? Your hand. Okay. Poking the animal's eyes, scratching its gills, or anything else to cause a
1: discomfort also works. I've heard a good eye poke will do it.
0: Nye, 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 nye. Yeah.
1: Who knew that watching the three stooges could keep you alive when a shark attacked? Yeah, then you have to do the thing where you hit one fist and it swings around your head and hits him <laughs> on the head.
0: Bops him <coughs> on the head. I love that part. Uh, and finally, if an alligator were to attack you. Much like with sharks, the key to surviving alligator or crocodile attacks to stay as vertical as possible. Even if they appear to be doing nothing, like basking in the sun, they have very quick reflexes, can react very fast. But fighting back is the way to go if an alligator chomps down. A well-timed blow to the head or thumb in the animal's eye may get its much-needed attention and will release you.
1: So it seems as though the common denominator here is to create the illusion that you're big. Yes. How do we know that that's actually worked? Like a guy who's like five foot five. (laughs) How big can he possibly look? How do we know? Where, is Billy Barty still alive? Can I mean, we get him probably, out there somewhere? Right. I mean, it was probably like a big, hulking, six-foot-two guy. who. And, and yeah, then, it's like I, someone looks and like and Lou, Ferig- is, yeah. Lou Ferrigno, and the bear goes, I don't want any part but of that. The bear
0: backed off, but if it's but just, if But, yeah, how am I supposed to make myself look? Yeah, I
1: think the bear can see
0: through that. I think it can, too. I think the bear—so, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess try, stay vertical, be loud, clap your hands. Yeah, okay. ah, but, yeah, No. Just, for the most part, try to keep yourself out of that situation. Kind of goes back to what we talked about last week about living in the Midwest. Hopefully you don't have to encounter any of these animals in the long run, so you you should be okay. As far as surviving things, uh, this gentleman, a very harrowing experience of his own doing. Uh, This gentleman, people here, you know, we're also known as the Sex and Poo Podcast. Mm -hmm. People can do kinky stuff. Uh, This gentleman apparently... would put a padlock on his dong and give his girlfriend the key and kind of a, hey, are you going to lock the key to my penis later tonight type thing? Right. Well, the problem is um, they broke up, uh, and she kept the key. So he couldn't unlock his,
1: his penis. I'm trying to picture this, but I also don't want to picture this.
0: No, you don't want to picture
1: this. Where was the padlock?
0: The padlock was like he had it really clomped down on, on on the on the wiener schnitzel there, so it was like clamped on the, in
1: on the whole unit. On the I, I mean, on the on the entire package.
0: I think no. I just think it was on the old shaft arena. I don't think it was around the the twig hmm. or the berries. I should say. I think he just had it really clamped down on the twigs there. You
1: can't get out of there. All right, go ahead.
0: Yeah. yeah so a, w- without research. the key, right.
1: you would think eventually it would get to the point right, where you I could just. Brrr, yeah. But I
0: guess if it's padlocked tight enough. The blood would stay. I don't know. I don't don't know know the ins and outs. I've used butter in those situations. By the time... You and me both. By the time he eventually retrieved the key from his ex, the lock had rusted shut. (laughs) Uh, He spent the last three months trying to remove it. So three months. Don't you think after a couple of days you'd be like, "Eh, I know this is embarrassing, but I got to go to the hospital. He waits three months before he finally gets the key back, rust shut. So the next logical step would be, Emergency room, you would wasn't think, right?
1: was around, like, went into the urinal and yeah, stuff? Yeah, right, exactly. It...
0: It, it no, apparently, he never went to the gym. Right. You know, the at least if he did, he showed modesty, right? He never showed the... He just wasn't standing there for everyone to see. But um, you think even something... How, how could you go three months with a padlock on your I, dong? I, I don't know. I don't know. With a dong
1: lock going on there. Because even if you're wearing some jeans, someone's going to go... It's like, that looks like you've got a... Yeah,
0: I must not have wore biker shorts ever. Right. So anyway, <laughs> instead of going... And this guy is from Spain. Instead of going to the emergency room, yeah. yeah, he goes to a tattoo artist, a tattoo and piercing specialist.
1: A locksmith, maybe, could have gone to?
0: Possibly. Uh, and she has a video. The clip uh, shows the man standing with his back to the camera as uh, this particular tattooist and piercist consults with her colleagues. While inspecting what's going on, they came to the conclusion that the lock has rusted, making its removal even more complicated. <sighs> It's very rusty, of course, so you've been showering with it on, right? The guy's like, well, you know, I want to keep it clean, yeah, even though I know what's going on there. Good hygiene. I explained they eventually opened the lock with several carefully administered hammer blows. <laughs> very carefully with the key in place and gave it a couple of hits with a hammer, and it came off. And so now the penis is free to do whatever it wants.
1: Yeah, I think a locksmith would have been the first phone call.
0: By the way, shouldn't you have known, there's usually some kind of hints in a relationship that's going sour right there's some keys you can
1: look for I guess so before yeah. you would give the key to the to the would-be girlfriend the whole of, relationship sounds pretty unorthodox yeah if you're if you're padlocking your pee once again I, I've only been in that situation once twice maybe. It usually doesn't happen like that.
0: No, I mean, and usually it was in college, and you're really yeah. drunk, and it's just like, okay, check check this it's, out. It's been years since
1: I've had my. And then
0: stuck the, in the, the, the worst part was then the dog came in the room, ate mm. the key, had to wait for the dog to then you, then you're embarrassed yeah. because you're going through poop in the backyard to find the key. It's just if if anything else, if you don't take away anything else from this podcast ever, don't padlock your penis.
1: Well, with as, as technology gets better and better, the question always is, well, what can robots do? And then it's like, and then what can robots, robots do? do. Uh, yeah. What about that?
0: Well, we talked about the
1: gross chat GPT guy last yeah. week that used his own personal chat GPT to just be gross. So anytime there's a new technology, it always goes to something... Pornographic. Yes. Not even it doesn't even like go to the it doesn't even go into the realm of sexual health. Maybe this would help people who are struggling or having problems or something. It just leapfrogs and goes right right to the most perverted thing you can think of.
0: Oh, it, that, that's what it, that's what the internet and technology is for in our world anymore.
1: So there's a um, And newgenics uh, she'll like it too. <laughs> there's a line of, uh, of vibrating devices by a company called LoveSense. LoveSense, Love Sense, love sense uh, baby, th- Love Sense. That I guess you can you know connect to Bluetooth, and you can drive this thing remotely. Oh, all right, right. Got, yeah, there's that whole thing. So you can you can you know wire your lady up and you know be in the next room and still still do that. Or be on a business trip. I'm not quite sure. Right, and I guess they they use these on on some of those cam sites, you know. Oh it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tip okay. A, tip a dollar, and this will happen. Okay. What are some of the numbers? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this company has said, oh, let's let's involve Chat GPT. Sure, why not? And so they've come out with the uh, the very romantic and sexy sounding advanced love sense Chat GPT pleather, pleasure companion. Anytime you say companion afterwards, yeah. it's a pleasure companion. Uh, lover, buy it where well, you buy it your local butt drugs lovers of spicy fan fiction uh, oh god uh, are, are all Hooking over it. these things uh, once you've picked your topics the companion will voice the story and control your love sense toy while reading it to you in what voice i don't know is it
0: cuz if it's just a regular hello like speak and spell chat yes. gpt like yes and as he penetrates further and further into the nether regions, like that doesn't,
1: that, is that going to do anything for anyone? Yeah. Or, or maybe at some point it says, and uh, we were on I-80 approaching the tollway and hit the rumble strips. <laughs> <laughs> Turn left in 500 feet. <laughs> um You give it some parameters, and seconds later, the voice will take you into a journey uh, into the hinterlands. Users can decide what type of story, romantic, sensual, juicy, or spicy. They can select their main characters and the physical location where this lurid fantasy will play out uh so you can be out in space you can be out in the countryside um it says you can have at s- the state fair if you want <laughs> it says you can have a sultry wild west drama featuring six muppets and a tap dancing octopus if you want um that's right. actually
0: you know what now i'm interested
1: i wasn't before but that's that's very oddly specific but also right in our wheelhouse yeah, did i did it was it the way i said it Yes, it ar- was that aroused you. Yes, there was. Well, it was the I'm- six
0: Muppets and the tap dancing <laughs> octopus. The six Muppets was one thing. I was already intrigued, and then tap dancing octopus came out of nowhere. I'm like, well, now I'm in. Uh, so whatever
1: it is, whatever it is, you that's want uh, the uh, uh, this says now right. The, the, the tech is being tested in beta, uh, and that's the th- you want to stay away from that until they work out all. Yeah, we are out the, the kinks. The kinks, giggity, <laughs> uh, and working out the whole but thing's uh, a kink. But you can go to, the, and I, I guess I'm trying to figure out. I want to, I'm going to set the parameter. If you
0: buy this right now, mm-hmm. um, you can message the show uh, through our Facebook page, the Bike and Most Facebook page. Um, if you buy this, I want you to set up a parameter of State Fair with a corn dog by the Animal Barns, right. and, <laughs> and see what it
1: comes up with. And the sexy story is read by Sam McDonald. <laughs> and walk and robots are involved. Have you got the robot connected to your penis? Here we go, partner. Coming up in the sheep barn, we got the uh, sheep cavalcade. Don't miss the entertainment at the grandstand. <laughs> Pick yourself up a foot long corn dog. So I'm going to regret clicking on this because now I'm going to get ads from this place. But it looks like they've got they've got devices for both men and women. Oh, there we go, perfect. So Just don't padlock it to down join there. in the fun there. Join <laughs> in the fun <laughs> at the Illinois State Fair <laughs> at the Love Sense Barn. <laughs> Make sure you go milk a cow
0: <laughs> or something else at the Illinois State Fair. Don't forget your corn dog.
1: That's right. <clears throat>
0: and finally, in the uh, Mike and, and she'll Mosell- lemon shake up it too.
1: I don't know. I'm just. I'm gonna. I can't stop now.
0: <laughs> she'll deep fry it too. <laughs> Snickers deep fried always satisfies. Like butt drugs and eugenics. Um, finally, here on the Mike and Too Good for Radio podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a doozy. So normally we do like Dear Prudy or Reddit, am the a-hole? This is from an advice column from The Atlantic. And you're going to need string theory to figure out what's going on oh, here. Oh, great. It begins. When I married my husband, he had two adult children and I had none. We both wanted to have a child together, but my husband had a vasectomy after his second child was born too long ago to get the procedure reversed. Okay. We didn't want to use a sperm bank, so we asked my husband's son to be the donor. We felt that was the best decision. Our child would have my husband's genes, and we knew my stepson's health, personality, and intelligence. He agreed to help. First of all, how do you go to your, how do you go to your son and be like, hey, son, My new wife and I want to have a child. Yeah. Sorry, dad's firing blanks. Could you give me a sample of Uh, your baby batter to
1: impregnate the stepmom? Here is a cup and a syringe. We want you to step into the bathroom for just a minute. Yeah.
0: It sounds like something you put in that chat GPT to figure out. yeah. Yeah. Our daughter's now 30. How do we tell her that her quote unquote father Oh and, yeah. How do we tell her that her quote unquote father is her grandfather and her quote unquote brother is I'm her sure, father, yeah. her quote unquote sister is her aunt and her quote unquote nephew is her half brother?
1: You you take it to the grave. You've made a
0: terrible, terrible mistake. My husband and I are anxious, confused, and worried about telling her. This is also hard on my husband because he wants our daughter to know that he will always and forever be her father. Thank you for any advice you have to offer. Do you follow
1: Uh, that string theory there? I I follow it, yeah. Stepbrother's dad. Sperm bank sounds really nice right about now. It really does. I appreciate what they were trying to do, but did did
0: not dad, dad, not have a brother? They were... That could have done that
1: instead of son? Maybe not. Because it's all goofed. they were trying to keep the DNA line right it's consistent. consistent, pure, whatever they were, whatever, whatever they were going go for, for. Right. Uh, totally unnecessary. No, not needed. <laughs> not needed. You could have just loved the child as your own. Regardless, I bet, I bet there's some really brainy scientist sperm swimming around at the sperm bank that you could have gotten. You could have gotten, yeah, or, a, or a, like a Olympic swimmer or something like that. So. Uh, the advice columnist is you don't you don't have you don't have this conversation you just don't you you just don't i think you take it to
0: your grave because what
1: what's what obligation do you have to tell and and what do you expect
0: to happen right if you've been living 30 years thinking your dad is your dad and someone comes to you and goes i I know you here's the thing all right funny story about this uh your dad not he's still related but he's actually your grandpa. Well, who's my dad? Do I know my dad? Funny story about that. Your dad, you know your stepbrother? That's actually your dad. Did, did he do it with you, Mom? No, he didn't do it with worse. me. Worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> worse. He uh, donated
1: to us. Um, and so your step your is actually your dad. Man, you know, you know, even a worse scenario would be the stepbrother just blurting it out sometime. Like a, on, like, like an older brother would do. Right, exactly. Well, he was old enough
0: to be out of the house and an adult at the time. Oh, okay. So he wasn't around little it wasn't like he was oh, eighteen. Okay. He All was right. an older adult when he donated. But you're right, that would be an older brother thing to do, be like, Yeah, you're not adopted. I'm your I'm your dad. Yeah. You have to do what I say now. I'm your
1: dad. No, you're grounded. Yeah. No, you're
0: not you're my stepbrother. Uh-huh. No, I'm not. I'm your
1: dad. Yeah, it was my sperm in mom. Like, what? <laughs> what? Um, no, that's not how you pick on a kid. So they say <laughs> That's, that's not a taunt?
0: No, not at all. They say, the advice column says, how do you tell your daughter? First, state the facts as simply and clearly as possible. Tell her we have something important to tell you, and we wish we had told you sooner. We want to have it, and, and you, you tell the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. Then apologize and take full responsibility for not telling her the truth from the beginning. Don't make excuses or oh. ask for her understanding. Tell her you Time, can out.
1: That- time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Back that train up apologize for not telling the truth from the beginning, what I, what age is, is it appropriate to explain? <laughs> I mean, think about that. What, True. eight? Nine? When do you say that? At an age that where it's comprehensible?
0: Yeah, because you can't tell
1: it. That's what I mean. You can't tell it at all. You, you're you right, because you can't
0: tell it as a teenager when they first be able to comprehend Yeah. because then they're carrying that through all the trials and tribulations of being a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really say when they're in college or when they graduate because there's other things going on. Then, when they start going in the dating world, you can't,
1: there's no good time to lay on someone that, by the way, your stepbrother's your dad and your dad's your grandpa. Right. Because then she's got to bring a boyfriend home and say, I'd like you to meet my dad-ish.
0: My grandpa, that's my dad.
1: (sighs) Um, So, You you lock this thing down. Yeah, uh, they say- And and, and And you send the stepson to Siberia or something.
0: Right, they never see again. They say, don't make excuses or ask for understanding. Tell her you can imagine how shocking this may be and that you feel terrible for denying her the right to know where she comes from and who she is. If she asks why you keep this secret, tell her that you were afraid of uh, defending or justifying your decision. Reiterate that if you could do it again, you would be honest from the start. We we're afraid that's going to mess you up like it
1: is right now. Yeah. And, and we, say, we were trying to put that off as long as possible. They say
0: the key is to talk as little as possible and not make this about your feelings. Instead, check on her and make sure everything's okay.
1: Tell me, what is the upside of telling her? Nothing. What is gained?
0: Nothing. Clearing your con—it's all about you. Obviously, it's about clearing your conscience. I think it's not—it's not about making sure she knows the truth. This is really this is really about you getting closer later on. Because if the dude was too long ago to reverse it, right? Which I don't—is that a thing? I thought those are always
1: kind of reversible. Stuff below the waist—I don't understand at all. No, I don't either. I'm I'm amazed it works at all.
0: Exactly. I'm amazed that my that mine worked, but. But thank you, Nugenics. Yeah. Um, she'll like it too. But yeah, I don't know what the. To your point, what the upside? It seems more about the individual, about the parents clearing their conscience. That it's,
1: that, that it's that, mess. So, so that, that that should be your clue. That it's okay if it's messing with your head. Why are you, you going could, to? Why are you going to offload that on somebody? Why is it? Uh, you why, take that to the grave. Why is it a thirty-year shelf life? Arrest why, these people. Why thirty years after the fact? Do you go. You know what? Maybe we should really tell Joyce. Hey, who was the gynecologist that that, uh, that rubber stamped this thing? Yeah, yeah, I Somebody had to approve this. I don't know because I don't get into detail
0: how it became the pregnancy thing. I think you may not have been wrong.
1: Of the fact of just it, it happened. You think he just sent him in the other room? And yeah,
0: it, and and that, I don't know if any because they don't get into detail on that. Yeah, hurry back. And well, she's, so she's she's thirty years old now. it
1: spoils, bring it back.
0: <laughs> hurry up! Hurry up! It's gonna. Oh no! Oh, sorry. We we got it in in our, in our haste.
1: The first round didn't yes, take. Could you do right. that again? Give me about twenty five minutes.
0: Yes. Hold on. Could you? Hey, mom. Could you make me a sandwich? Mom, can you make me a sandwich? Let me just before? take a nap for a second before and... before I redo this. Mom, could you make me some Egos? Uh, it's just goofed. Why do you need to tell? And what's yeah, the check for thirty some, years? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, somebody. I understand
0: I'm burdening yourself, but then you're burdening that person.
1: Right. That's yeah. Yeah. All you've done is you've offloaded the weirdness onto somebody else. But is it better to
0: do it, unload it now? than, uh to maybe your we point? shouldn't
1: be saying unload. That's probably the wrong. It's <laughs> probably the wrong. Because that, that's that's what got yeah. him in this pro- problem in the first place. Right. Um, so you spray this information on somebody. <laughs> so you splooge it to him. <laughs> um, do you splooge it at this point, or do you <laughs> wait until the to the last minute deathbed
0: splooge? Oh, and man. be like, one
1: last thing before no. I go? No, you die. You, you die, die with, it.
0: with it. Okay, you die with it. I, I tend I tend to agree with you on that because there's no good there's no good time to ever tell anyone. Your dad, your grandpa, and your
1: stepbrothers. And your I got to think the stepbrother is a little embarrassed too, so I don't think he's looking to. No, I, I. Yeah, you probably have to tell him first
0: to say, "Hey, by the way, you may be getting a stray Father's Day card from your sister." <laughs> Just so you know, I hate this story. I hate. I hate these people. Yeah. They uh, they can go to... This, this shouldn't be allowed. Jackie Masonopoulos can give yeah. them a wh- quick, quick quip and we'll end this for one. That's so, it. Yes. So thank you again for listening to stuff that was too entertaining to be on the radio. It's a Mike, Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. What? Huh? And <laughs> she'll like it too.